Hello and welcome everyone to episode 17 of the VGC Trainer School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I'm Jake, and I am joined today by three additional co-hosts. Yes, that's right. We are the Ruinous Quartet coming at you with some VGC information, just like the meta that's going to be shaking up this weekend. We have Tyler, Will, and Spicer. Tyler, what's? let's start with you. What's up, man? How are you doing? Hey, Jake. I'm doing super well. I hope you are as well. Um, thank you very much for having me back. I have been in this weird lull period coming out of Charlotte for the past couple of days where like, you know, do I take a break from Pokemon for a little bit? Do I try to start building and looking at some reg C teams? Um, do I focus really heavy on draft? Uh, and the answer is uh, all of the above is what I'm doing. Oh, wow. That's um, sometimes it's also nice just to like keep a, keep the high going, I suppose. Is that what you're sort of doing? Pretty much. Yeah. I, I figured I could make it work and yeah, I am. It's, it's doing fine with for me. So nice. Sort of nice. With. Cool. Well, I definitely want to dig in a little bit with your experience there in Charlotte, but that was a lot of fun. Saw several people of the community went. So I definitely want to hear more about that. And Will, thank you so much for coming back. What's going on? What's new with you, man? Thank you for welcoming me back. Uh, I had fun over the weekend. I wasn't at Charlotte, but we knew lots of people there. So I had fun watching a lot of my friends and Tyler play in Charlotte and kind of tracking their progress throughout. It was kind of cool to see in our draft league server because people were like hanging out in person, sending pictures, meeting each other for the first time. It was a pretty cool experience, even though I wasn't there myself. And aside from that, getting ready for a regulation seek, we've been building some pretty fun stuff, trying out a few different ideas. Uh, uh, the only regional I'm planning on going to this year is Hartford, so this is the most important series to me. So I'm kind of putting more effort and thought into team building here than I have in the past when it was kind of just like, yeah, Lava Plume Docks, but let's go. Let's see what happens. Kind of want to come up with something a little <laughs> bit better this time. I mean, you know what? That's maybe not a bad play for Regulation C with, with a, a hot dog team. Um, it does pretty well, surprisingly. But um... yeah, I've somehow become the only person arguing <laughs> against Doxbun. I don't know how this has happened. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it is a fun little dog. Though. I mean, with Chi Yu, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Yeah, but um, it wants that special defense. That's true. That's true. You're right. But yeah, building for for Reg C has definitely been something that has been something I've been doing as well. Because yeah, uh, Hartford is something I want I want to go to and. You know, don't want to just go there and get rolled. Um, so I'm calling it now. I'm going to go one and eight, just so everybody knows. And last but certainly not least, Spicer, welcome back. Of course, how are you doing? What's going on with you, man? What's good? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for asking. Always a pleasure to be here. Um, I don't think that one and eight thing works anymore. I think it's been used too much and the mojo is all gone, but good luck with that. Um. I'm going to beat the dead horse, just, you know, so it's fine. Uh, basically, I'm going to just do the same thing, but Portland is my Hartford, and now I kind of regret that. I'm like, what the hell? Everybody's going to Hartford. I Is there still, like, tickets available? <laughs> I hope so. I haven't bought anything yet. It hasn't gone on sale, right? I'm like, yeah. maybe I have time for another weekend getaway this year. But yeah, so since I'm probably only going to one max two more regionals this year, 
that's my world championship and regulation C is the format for it. So I've just been trying hard at that. But of course I hadn't had any other series two like tournaments to go to like Tyler. So I understand why he hasn't jumped into it yet. Uh, but you can uh, borrow our team that we're using. We have like a group team that's uh, pretty fun right now. It's basically mouse hold supports your sweepers, the team. Listen, Neil, let's not reveal the team here before they actually play. <laughs> all he knows is a mouse hold. That's all I'm willing to, to get. Hey, you send me that pace and I'll take a look. You got it. Yeah, we totally will. And that's really what um, what I've been doing as well. It's just like it's been it's been so fun to sort of just build a team with a group of people because then you have multiple people weighing in or you have, you know, saying like, oh, we should try this or do this or like, hey, let's try this set or you try this item and then I'll try this item. Or we even just run different spreads, just just slightly different. And then you can see how it sort of all plays out. And there was a funny instance where swamp and i completely unintended met each other on the ladder while we were both testing the team and i got absolutely rolled so that means that in the mirror the team does really well <laughs> as long as you're not me yeah or, i wasn't uh, having that great of a time with the team either i may or may <laughs> not have my own team we like to you like to play the off meta stuff so yeah i uh have a problem with that they knows about it <laughs> I'm not going to comment. You do you. <laughs> but anyway, let's jump into it. We have not a lot to get into, but some good stuff, I think, coming up regardless. We're actually going to skip the news today because there's not really much to talk about of any real significance. I mean, sure, there's there's a bug Terra Samurai coming up, so you can go do that. Hopefully you didn't fall victim to any purchases that you weren't able to make on the eShop before it closed. And that's kind of it. So we're actually instead going to talk to Tyler first about his experience in Charlotte. And that's going to segue us nicely into a quick recap of the Charlotte Regional, which is the last regional of Regulation B, a.k.a. Series 2, before talking about the VGC Trainer School Regulation C Tour, which was the second highest in participants over the last month for Regulation C, which is really significant for, for us as a community. And then we're going to finish it out with some Fort Wayne over-unders as the first regional of Regulation C is underway. So we have a brand new meta to predict upon. So let's kick it over to you, Tyler. First off... Why Charlotte as the one you wanted to go to? Because I know that I think, if I remember correctly, one of our earliest episodes, you had said that this was your pokey resolution, I think, of going to a regional and you had earmarked Charlotte as one that you were trying to go to. Yes, you are correct. Um, the reason why I was going to be Charlotte is because it is in my home state. I live in North Carolina. Um, Charlotte is actually about an hour and a half from my house. Um, so making the drive over there it was very, very simple. Gotta love that. Very cool. So what team did you bring? So <laughs> we the in, the, uh, in the trainer school. What'd you say? I'm sorry, I said the mic gnosis. Yes. So the, the trainer archetype has, has uh, jovially 
referred to my team as Mycnosis. Um, it is a Gravnosis team. It was a variation of Nils Dunlop's team that I picked up um, from his weekend at Utrecht. Um, really, the main thing that I changed from his team was he had a Terra Dark black glasses brute bonnet on there, I assume to help in the trick room. Um, we know how the Europeans love the trick room. I went ahead and took that off and I replaced it with a uh, terrifying assault vest dragonite. Um, and it, it worked out pretty well. I bet. I love assault vest dragonite in series two. Yeah, that, that, that always is so fun because it's, uh, was it multi-scale or inner focus? So I went with inner focus. Um, okay, mine so you got a little bit, a little bit of both like bulk and no intimidate and flinch. That makes sense. Exactly. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, I ran the same Dragon INS too. Yeah, I think with no uh, multi-scale, you can, you can go with self-best and do inner focus instead. You kind of make up for that bulk and get the benefits of inner focus still. Mm -hmm. You still take Dazzling Gleams and Moonblast pretty well. Okay. I found That's out good. the hard way. <laughs> what do you mean the hard way? Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, personally, I am very proud of how my overall weekend went. Um, it was very long. It was insanely fun. I didn't do as quite as well as I wanted to, but with it being my first regional, I've got to give myself a pat on the back anyway. Absolutely. You know, I, I went five from four. I didn't make it to day two, but I, I felt good just doing it. There were a couple of matches that I underplayed a little bit, uh, misread my opponent, but I don't know. I just, I got to hand it to myself. Like at the end of the day, you know, we're all just in the same room together having a blast. And it really doesn't matter, you know, who wins and who loses. I'm proud of you. I think that 5-4 is impressive. You got a positive KD spread. Yeah, nothing to be ashamed about for 5-4. and four. Absolutely. I'll be happy if I end up with more wins and losses. Agreed. A hundred percent. What's very interesting is, so I was 4-4. Uh, four and four, And right at the end of the day, I was playing my last match of day one. And uh, who who sits across from me? Uh, but Jojo from uh, trainer school. Oh, really? From from the draft oh, yeah. league too? Mm-hmm. That's yep. fun. Yeah, we fought each other. He brought Glim Dozo. Wow. Ooh, okay. I was, it, the... uh, was it Terra Grass Glamora? I assume. I believe, I believe it was, yes. Yeah, that was a dumb question. They, they, that's what they all are. <laughs> They're like I'd 90. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, he had a, he had a, it was a Terra Glass Glamora, and I believe it was a Terra Steel Don Dozo. Okay. But he... he, he played beautifully i was really proud of him it was it was a really good time overall nice sounds like you won though i mean i'm not gonna toot my own horn but if my yeah, math is right you, you went in four and four and left five and four <laughs> i did i did you're not wrong nice well that's cool i mean because like there, there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser unless two people go in specifically with like you know wonder guard trace porygon two or something like that and you can't hit it and they just tie which has happened, but you didn't do that. So, but as long as you had fun and it's like, you're not, you're like, as long as you're being respectful when you win or when you lose, I think that like at the end of the day, it doesn't, it, it is, it's, it's nice just to play Pokemon against somebody, especially when a, in a best of three is nice. And it's, I don't know, you can talk a little bit and it's, it's, it sounds like such a great experience really. Oh, 100%. And then, you know, in addition to that, meeting people from the discord, uh, was really excellent as well. Um, it wasn't just you know them. I got to meet Omega um, and several others, and I got to meet some people that weren't in the Discord. Uh, some people that you know we might like to watch on the regular. Uh, Moxie was there. I got to meet and speak with him. Oh yeah, uh, 
He seems like he's fun. Uh, Salty Dolphin was also there. Yo. I like him uh, a lot. I, I found out uh, Saturday evening around 11 p.m. Uh, that Wolf Glick was actually two doors down from my hotel room. Um, I caught him in the elevator and we had a quick discussion. Um, he's a very, very nice individual. Cool. Wow. What did you talk about? Would you ask him something random? Like, did you know who he was? And he just like, hey, you're Aaron's friend. <laughs> so that, would, that was very funny. No, uh, I was actually wearing, you know, he sells the, uh, the World Champ Difference merch. I was actually wearing one of his shirts and he just kind of points at me and he's like, hey. And I pointed him back and I was like, look who it is. And oh, we just, cool. I actually talked to him about his team um, because he was also running Gravnosis. Um, or as he referred to it as uh, just hypnosis, because I, I don't think in like hardly any of his matches, he actually ended up bringing the gravity. Um, he was just hitting raw hypnosis like a psychopath. Wow. It's the world champ difference right there. That is the world champ difference. Clearly. We can't, can never take that away from that man. It, there was so many weird like combos. There was, you know, the t- I knew of YouTube while doing gravnosis, and then there was like people doing different espathras. It's like Espathra's regional. The store power Espathra. Yeah, that was a really interesting tech. Um, I also ran into a Terra Electric Terra Blast Orthworm while I was there. Go on. So it had uh, Iron Defense, Body Press, Earthquake, and Terra Blast. Um, no protect on that thing. Was it? What was the item? It had to have been leftovers or citrus berry or something. I believe it was lefties. Yes. Okay. I love Orthworm. I think it's so cool. That dude's cooking. It got ninth place. <laughs> what? That's right. There were there were multiple Orthworms going around in that region, yeah. I think. Is this just the regional everybody was just clowning and just Yeah. Like, it had to have been, right? <laughs> but that's cool. That sounds like it was a lot of fun. And I'm glad that your first experience was a positive one. Because I know that some folks, you know, may not necessarily all be able to say that. So it's always good when you you go. It's some semblance, you know, at least like of what you wanted it to be, where it like it was it was a nice time. And uh, are you hoping to do more in the future? Maybe not necessarily this year, but maybe looking to, to get into it, continuing for next year or something like that. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Very um, I'm I'm looking at Hartford as well. All right. I am. Um, I'm going to see if I can't make that work. I have a couple of individuals try to reach out to me about NAIC. Um, I'm supposed to have a family vacation during that time, so I don't really know if I can get to that one. Um, but I do have another resolution for next year. Um, I, I do want to try to go out and attend an international regional. I think one of those would be an absolute blast. That sounds cool. And if you really want to get CP, apparently that's the best place to go. Like You show up and you get CP at one of those things. But Very cool. I'm glad you had a good time and uh, that it was fun. So besides Tyler going to Charlotte, there are some other people that weren't that were there as well. Most specifically, Justin Karras winning the event in a best of three final game against Joe Ugarte, a.k.a. Joe UX nine and taking home the championship for the final regional of Regulation B, a.k.a. Series 2. So we're going to get into the top four from that regional, just because 
There's not too much that we can necessarily glean from it as we are switching into a new series, but it is still significant to look at what the, the, the top teams were playing. So going from top to bottom, we had Justin Karras, who came in first. Then, of course, Joe Ugarte coming in second. Luca coming in third and Paul Chua coming in fourth. So Justin's team was one of the teams that we featured on a past episode for his team. He had Life Orb on Great Tusk with EQ, Headlong Rush, Close Combat, Grass Terra on the Gothitel with Fake Out Psychic, Taunt, and Thunder Wave. That fourth slot on Gothitelle seems to always be a little interesting if people want to run Charm or Thunder Wave. We've seen, I think, Thunderbolt even at some points, Helping Hand, Trick Room. Heel so pulse. you have a lot of, yeah, Heel Pulse. You have a lot of flexibility there. Then Booster Bundle with the standard Protect plus three attacks. Choice Specs on Fluttermane with Steel Terra. AV on Titar with your standard attacks. Notably, I guess, is Heavy Slam on there. And then Safety Goggles on Talonflame with Brave Bird, Tailwind, Will-O-Wisp, and Taunt. So no Covert Cloak. So I guess it was susceptible to Fake Out, but it does have the Terra-type Ghost on there to prevent that. Or at least Fake that it was going to be immune. Fairly standard team, looks like. Anything jump out to you guys? Uh, Will, we'll start with you. Um, I think you pretty much said it. Pretty standard team. It's just a good team. I think the Talon, Taranatar, Talon, and uh, Great Tusk Core is pretty solid. Obviously, Bundle and Flutter can just roll teams that aren't ready for it, and Gothitelle is always useful. The Thunder Wave, like you said, is pretty interesting. I also noticed Thunderbolt on Fluttermane, which isn't that uncommon, but usually you see like Power Gem there, maybe right. Energy Ball. Um, safety Goggles on Talonflame makes sense for this team because of the Sand for Taranatar. You don't want that to break Gale Wings. And I guess you could, like you said, you rely on the terror type ghost if you want to avoid the fake out. Yeah, I think that's a really good call. Safety goggles is nice for preserving that full HP if you need to, if you're switching it in, you know, at a later point or something, or if you're like switching in for EQ immunity. It's also kind of nice too that you're not wasting a Will-O-Wisp on an Amoongus if you don't have to, because you're able to go to the target that you actually want it to be. Yep, that's a good point. Anything, uh, Tyler, Spicer, anything that jumps out to you guys about this team other than just it being a good team. Um, personally, I really like uh, Terra Steel on Fluttermane as a defensive Terra. Okay. Um, I thought that was a really good choice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's a lot that you can do with with Fluttermane, especially when you do build it on the bulkier side and you give it the choice specs. Even with like minimal EV investment in that special attack, it's still doing a ton of damage. So you may as well have it stick around for as long as possible. Yeah, I'm just like over here i'm like putting heavy slam on my tyranitar i'm like oh shoot he learns that that seems really good he kill those fairy types that are giving him trouble yeah so bulky with that assault vest and if it's still rock type in sand mm -hmm. uh, and then it's crazy how people do tusk without like sash and just like win and succeed it that's like so <laughs> awesome to me i don't know why yeah, same. I like need the sash. I get the scarf argument too. That makes sense if you're just getting up with it. But yeah. without that, I'm like, ah, I don't trust that. A hundred percent. That thing always just dies. So it's like, I get it. You know, you have to bring it in. Of course, you have to pivot it well and stuff like that. But I just can't do that. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why Justin won this tournament and I didn't. Yeah, also so. because he has really some, like, top-tier nicknames. Like, oh, Pope yeah. Tusk the Ninth, bro? Like, there's a long line of Pope Tusks, just so you know. And this is the ninth and the best one. And the, the pun with Cardinal Wind on a red bird? Like, damn. It is good. They're all, like high-ranking religious officials like deacon tyrant is the tyranitar (laughs) bishop main is the flutter main high priest that's cool arch bundle that sounds like a metal band i don't know the high priest anyway that's cool yeah oh yeah and just thunder wave with taunt on goth i think is cool that's like two different like goth fourth moves but they decided to take two of them Anyway, that's it. There's nothing else to say about this. Team. <laughs> that's a good point. And I, th- I think that it's it's neat that both of those don't necessarily overlap with each other. Like you can very easily taunt something and T-wave it and it's going to have value for you. But let's move on to the second place team. Joe Ugarte, Joe UX9, bringing King Gambit, Amoongus, Arcanine, Mimikyu, Bundle, and Great Tusk. Your standard assault vest on King Gambit. Terra Water, Amoongus with Citrus Berry, Safety Goggles, Arcanine, of course, for those spores. And in this case, for the finals, for that sand. Play Rough, Shadow Sneak, Curse, and Protect with Life Orb on Mimikyu, Terra Type Ghost. If I remember correctly, there was an instance in the finals where he Terra Type Ghost and it Shadow Sneaked and did a ton of damage, which was kind of cool to see. Um, Ghost Type on Iron Bundle. I do like Ghost Terra on Bundle. And then Focus Sash on Great Tusk. There it is with the Terra type ground. So that thing just does a ton of damage with Headlong Rush, Close Combat, and Ice Spinner. Ice Spinner is great for the Arma NDD matchup because it just gets rid of that Psychic Terrain. Also allows it to hit those Flying types, which just typically are going to wall Great Tusk. Flying Terra on King Gambit. I don't know if I already said that, but that's also neat. Interestingly, though, you know, because of the fact that there's no earthquake on Gray Tusk, you know, you're just having like those single target attacks. But just again, an- another strong, balanced team, multiple ghosts, multiple water terror types. I like it. Mm-hmm. What about you, Spicer? What do you think? Um, it's balanced. Not much to say. Not much out of the usual besides curse on Mimikyu. True. And that's even popping up in popularity because it's great for the dozo matchup because you you can just switch in switch out you have pollen puff on amoongus to help you stay alive let's go on to this next one for luca because this has one of the coolest strongest scariest king gambit sets that you'll ever see adequate or like aptly named wild side King Gambit with black glasses, a defiant ability, of course. Then Terra-type Dark, Kaltau Cleave, Sucker Punch, Sword Stance, and Protect. This dude just said, I'm going to go with as much dark damage as possible, and I'm going to smack things around. That is so cool. I also love that you're, like, the, the idea of a King Gambit wearing like aviator black sunglasses just makes me laugh. But that's just doing a ton of damage. Imagine that thing getting to plus two or, God forbid, even more because of an Intimidate, Crocking Define or something like that. 
Yeah, very, I love that set. That's very so cool. cool. It yeah. seems so high risk, high reward, but I love that. Yeah, it's like no steel moves. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The double yeah. dark. That's all I need. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... once you sword dance, like you've negated any resistance the opponent has against you. So now you just have the black glasses boost and you're just whacking them with Sarko Punch. Yep. That really is wild. You're like living on riding on the Sucker Punch. Like, hopefully they don't call your bluff. And it's it's deserving of the name. It comes out onto the field with those sunglasses on and Wild Side by Motley Cruz on. <laughs> <laughs> And well, the other neat. thing, too, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, but, go ahead. Uh, aside from damage, like having the Terra Dark on King Gambit, while it does benefit it offensively, it also benefits it defensively because it goes from a 4x weakness to fighting to a 2x. And I think that's super like underrated in this type of meta um, because when you can just low kick King Gambit into Oblivion, uh, it's really great to just tear a dark and oh now you can't do that anymore and by the way my sucker punch does exponentially more damage against you so go ahead and give it a shot if you dare yeah it's true without any four times weaknesses like this thing's so bulky you're not gonna okay oh most of the time yep and then you look at the rest of the team and i'm sure that you love this will but it has the firewater grass plus the fantasy core going on with Amoongus, Arcanine, and Bundle, and then Fluttermane, Dragonite, and King Gambit. So like, it seems as though almost all of them work to really benefit and support King Gambit because it's like, oh, it's weak to fire. Then you have two, you have three water-type Terras plus Dragonite resisting fire. And then it's like, okay, well, you have to also worry about fighting. And then it's like you have intimidate you have a ghost and you have a poison type in amoongus you have a ghost type in fluttermane you have flying type in dragonite and then you're like okay well i also need to worry about bug and i guess and then <laughs> that's also covered too it's just everything handles it very very well yeah i do really like this team um you've mentioned that i like with the cores the first team that i had in regulation b was actually the same six pokemon for that exact reason you were onto but, something man clearly. i mean kind of i definitely didn't have the same sets i wasn't running Swords Dance, Black Glasses, Terror Dark, Double <laughs> Dark, King Gambit. No one is, except for this one, <laughs> except for Luca. Mm -hmm. But no, congrats to them. That's very cool. It, it's also, it, it's all, it's neat, right? When we can have multiple regionals and still be very surprised by a Pokemon that is as common as King Gambit and has a set that is as unique as that. And last but certainly not least, getting top four of a major regional with 730 Masters players. Paul Chua rocking somewhat of a Palafin balance, it looks like, with Palafin, Fluttermane, Arcanine, Amoongus, Iron Hands, and Roaring Moon. Palafin has the Wave Crash Haze Jet Punch variety with Mystic Water. Of course, the Terra-type Water. Another choice specs on Fluttermane. This one is Fairy Terra. It does have Power Gem, which is a fantastic move on Fluttermane, if I do say so myself. Arcanine with the Flying Terra type and Safety Goggles, Flare Blitz, E-Speed, Will-O-Wisp, Protect. Citrus Perry Amoongus, pretty standard set. AV Iron Hands, pretty standard set with Grass Terra type. And then we have our Flying type Booster Energy, Roaring Moon with Acrobatics, Dragon Dance, Throw Chop, and Protect. Based on the fact that it has Dragon Dance, I'm assuming it is the attack-boosting variety. 
makes a return. It sort of started the regulation B and it's going to end it along with Palafin as well. This is a pretty neat team. Another, of course, Firewater Grass Core and almost the Fantasy Core as well, just missing a Steel type. Tyler, anything jump out to you on this team? Yeah, just the hands, actually. I kind of thought that, you know, for the last uh, tournament here in regulation B, we'd have we'd have hands show a little bit more uh, a little bit more of itself in these top four, but no, it's just the one. And I think that's really cool. Also just the only palafin and also the only Roaring Moon. What three of the four teams have flutter, um, three of the four teams have bundle, and then this is the one that kind of seems to be the oddball. Yeah, when you put it that way, I mean, when you look at the grand scheme of things, I mean, only two Iron Hands in the top eight, only one Roaring Moon, and the other two Palafin are seventh and eighth, which, again, it's still a fantastic achievement in and of itself. But, yeah, it does kind of show. And then, of course, you have Arcanine in three of the top four as well. When you look at it like that, it is it is interesting. Iron Hands, because Iron Hands was everywhere, right? It was like the number two most used Pokemon for a while, and then it just continued to sort of dip and dip and dip to uh, be lower and lower used. Anything to add, Spicer or Will? This tournament just goes to show how good Good Steps is and just balance cores. Yeah, it really feels like this is... I know people complain about the how long the regulations have lasted and doesn't give enough time for the meta to develop, but this looking at these results kind of makes me feel like, yeah, we're ready for the next format. It seems like there wasn't as much new interesting stuff here and more... A lot of the same people are just kind of tweaking and perfecting what already works. And we kind of mm-hmm. have these established teams. Yeah, I think that's probably probably the case. I mean, it may also be just the Pokemon that we have now, that they're just they're all min-maxed very well. Yep. And you have to sort of run mm-hmm. a balanced core to be able to handle all of it, you know? So we'll certainly see what regulation C brings. I do want to make note of the fact that number eight, Richard Rappa does have a Stonjourner on their team, which is pretty awesome. I'm just going to run down their their team real quick just because it did jump out to me. Um, Iron Jugulus, which they named Iron Mittens, which I find very funny. That's Uh, great. (laughs) King Gambit, Palafin, Volcarona with Quiver Dance, Giga Drain, and Fiery Dance, Stonjourner with Protect Wide Guard, Rock Slide, and Low Kick, and then Life Orb, Gucci Mane, Flutter Mane, which also is is funny. So uh, it was just a cool team. I just like the Stone Journer in general. I think it's just a very cool passive ability that is able to just sit there. It's unfortunate it doesn't have too much offensive output to actually do anything about it. But, you know, it does have Protect and Wide Card, which is cool. Yeah, I got destroyed by a Stone Journer on ladder in Reg B. Oh, it happens. Yeah, I'm ready for it. It's faster than you think. And I didn't know it was carrying low kick and it destroyed my King Gambit. That's what just happened here. There was, um, before we switch into the, the next piece, which is the, the Regulation C, there was one moment on stream that just blew up. I don't know if you guys saw it necessarily, but it was when James Beck was on stream, and I want to say it was Game 3 of their set, and they did a side Will-O-Wisp. They had, a, they had an Arcanine and a oh. Fluttermane on field, and they were facing an Amoongus. And something else. And they did a uh, side Will-O-Wisp into their own Fluttermane to prevent being spored because their Arcanine also had safety goggles. Yeah, he's goaded for that. So we're just going to jump right into recapping 
a regulation C tournament that did happen within our own community here in the VGC trainer school. It happened on March 26th, so just a couple days ago. It was VGC 2023 called the Flame Wheel Fort Wayne Regionals. It was like the prep for Regulation C. We had 72 players, the second highest attended tournament over the last couple weeks for Regulation C. So massive, massive shout out to AOX for being a fantastic, great uh, organizer and tournament runner on that he's really doing a great job and i do believe that we will be one of the tippy top for participants in regulation c moving forward but let's jump into what we're looking at here we have several really cool teams this is one of this is this is neat right we had 70 plus players in this tournament and everybody was vying for obviously that number one spot uh in we have the teams here and we're just going to sort of look at them what sort of stands out to us what is interesting before making some predictions on what we think will be coming in fort wayne for the first regional of regulation c so the winning team by aura rayquaza going 10 and 0 was rocking the new palafin balance this is a very common core that you we are seeing everywhere, and it's probably something that if you've done any sort of Regulation C prep, you've seen this a lot. It's basically Amoongus, Tinglu, Palafin, plus a Fire-type. We typically see Arcanine, but Aura was using a Chi Yu, and then you round it out with either two damage dealers or a damage dealer and another support, and they went with two damage in Baxcalibur and Fluttermane. Very, very strong team. Choice Scarf on Chi Yu is an interesting item selection. You have a bunch of different ways that you can go with Chi Yu if you want to go Choice Scarf or Choice Specs. Both are pretty viable. Um, safety Goggles, Focus Sash, Life Orb, all of them seem to work because despite its size, Chi Yu is actually very bulky. I mean, 80 in its... Defense is pretty great. And then it's what, like 130 something in special defense or something like that with 100 in speed. So you can make this thing very bulky. So it just hangs out for a long time. Booster energy on Fluttermane with sub Moonblast, Shadow Ball, and Protect. AV Ting Lu seems to be a great way to go. Unfortunately, that does mean that you then have room for the likes of Fisher. And then just your standard Amunga set with however you want to run that. Um, they faced off against recent regional winning champion in Sempra. And Sempra was running a modified version, it seems, of their Sun Team. Rockin' Lilligant, Torkoal, Great Tusk, Dragonite. Of course, the obvious pair with Dragonite is Chien Pao and then Fluttermane. So it was a very good finals anything stand out to you guys about these top two teams mm, i like the synergy of palafin haze with overheat chiu oh that is cool i didn't even think about that that is cool I, yeah i just can't believe he went 10-0 against like a lot of big people here like that's pretty good score yeah um, also how cool is it that we had a final between two regional winners 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, pretty. There it is. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say like, didn't or Requesa didn't he win Perth? Uh, I think it was OCIC actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, something like that. Uh oh, we have debate amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to cut this. We have to agree about everything. Yeah, quick, look that up. Oh, uh, I was wrong. It's Perf. Oh man, now you uh, cut out all that part. <laughs> yeah, to the victor, the spoils. <laughs> wow, Mike, you just won. Really know anyways. your stuff. I just got Mike Nosist. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> But yes, both major uh, major champions in VGC in this season, which is great. We can start first with Aura's team. We sort of talked about it a little bit. Uh, something to know for the listeners out there with Ting Lu when you do run this Assault Vest set. Fisher Stomping Tantrum is a really interesting combination of moves because you think, oh, why not just run like Earthquake or something? But the way that it works is Fisher, you have a 30% chance flat of just your Oko. Great. 70% chance of the time it's going to miss. That's fine. Then you just use Stomping Tantrum and it increases to 150 base power attack because your previous move failed. So you can just fire off the two of them back to back and you're dealing a ton of damage and there's a very good chance that you're just going to knock out whatever it was anyways which is a pretty cool thing to do on a Pokemon that is so well min-maxed like Ting Lu with its great stats across the board. Yeah, that fish is strong. It's scary. Yeah, there's just a tough team to go against. Like Fluttermane to use, pretty oppressive. Paladin yep. in the back cleans everything up. Excalibur mm-hmm. is really solid in Reg C, it looks like. Just deals yes. a ton of damage. And then, I mean, Among Us is going to be everywhere. It's great Pokemon. Yep, it always is. And I do like for this team specifically the choice of going Choice Scarf, Chiyu, plus Booster Energy on Fluttermane. I don't know if it was Special Attack or Speed on Fluttermane, but assuming that it is Speed, perhaps, because you're getting that fast substitute at that point, you have two basically two Scarf Bonds that are dealing a ton of damage with the great ability of beads of ruin to lower the special defense of all pokemon on the field not named chi Yu. so mm-hmm. you give that you give that boost essentially to fluttermane by you know debuffing your opponents it's like that thing's just killing everything yeah and scarf snarl, snarl is great too right because yep. you're taking away your opponent's ability to take advantage of that they're t- getting that special attack drop yep and also and you're popping like- sashes yeah, you're popping sashes, and it's doing a lot of damage because Chi is doing a lot of damage. It has a special defense drop, and it stabs Snarl. Yep. Yeah. Same type. Same type attack bonus. So let's let's switch over to Sampras' team. Couple oh, changes. Um, Go ahead. Sorry, I want to mention two other quick things about that last team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Terra type water is pretty cool for protecting Chi and Ting Lu, and uh, the Pollen Puff substitute synergy is also cool i think uh we were building a team recently a fluttermane somebody was like yeah you could put paul and pavamungas with substitute fluttermane you know i got it must have been pretty clever anyway is that the same guy that just spent two days trying to get weakness policy <laughs> tinglu to work <laughs> no there has been some success with ting with weakness policy tinglu it just hasn't been anything that i've been able to put together it seems situational, but neat. I was trying to self-proc it, 
and the moral of the story is don't don't try to do that yeah but no those those are cool um teratype water on amungus is neat and then you have ghost on chiyu and grass on tinglu which i think is really great because sure grass is just a nice typing but it's really so in my opinion so you can't get hit with leech seed from wo Qian. So you're able to kind of just sit there and fisher it until it's dead. Yep. And Amoongus Spore. So I think grass is pretty valuable in Reg C. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so let's look at Semper's team. It is, like I said, sort of a modified version of their Sun team. They have Chen Pao with Focus Sash, Ice Banner, Sacred Sword, Sucker Punch, Protect, AV Dragonite with Multi Scale. So this is the very bulky version. This has E-Speed, Iron Head, Low Kick, and Outrage. Choice Scarf, Great Tusk, which is obviously very good, but they help with a were successful with in Vancouver. Choice Specs, Fluttermane, so the double choice team, plus AV. It's just like there's no protects <laughs> on those three mons, which is nice. And then you have Torkoal, of course, obviously with Drought. Charcoal, Eruption, Heat Wave, Earth Power, Protect. And then because of the fact that Focus Sash is on Chen Pao, we now have wide lens on Lilligant to help not miss sleep powders or leaf storms um, in addition to after you and protect. Very cool team. Again, it just goes fast. It hits really hard. The Chen Pao Dragonite combination. If you're building your team for Regulation C and you don't have something for this combination, you will get steamrolled. It is extremely strong, especially if, since a lot of Dragonites I'm seeing are opting for like the choice band or something like that. And they just go terror type normal e-speed and then just obliterate. Oh my God. It's nuts. It just one hits things neutrally. Yep. Tyler, anything stick out to you on this team? I honestly just love that Semper Sun can work in any facet of <laughs> like a format. Like really, you know, in reality, all Semper did was replace one of the Pokemon with Chin Pao and then Swapped a couple of items around, uh, changed a move or two, one on Dragonite, um, and then just ran it like, you know, they ran their team at Vancouver and it got them second place. Like it just, it just works. Lily Cole is a problem. This team is a problem. Like if you're not, if you're not actively working on finding solutions to, like you said, you know, stuff like this, like you're just going to get steamrolled. Yeah, and I think that is critical to think about how to potentially handle that. Will, anything that you've used in the past in any of your prep or anything like that that you has been nice to, for, for you to use against like this Dragonite Chen Pao core? Um, it's tough because what I tried to use originally was uh, Serulege because I was like, oh yeah, Ghost Immunity is good there for the extreme speed. The issue is that you also have to deal with the dark type attacks coming from Chen Pao. And also, you'd have to deal with them coming from any of the rune mods. Like, it doesn't work into Chiyu either. So, I don't know if I love that. Right now, I'm trying Corviknight for Steel to kind of hold this back. But that's also not great because you're still getting hit by Sacred Sword and Ice Spinner, which is doing neutral. So, you still have to kind of sit there and try and tank hits a bit. It's been definitely tough to deal with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been using Gyarados for this combo, which is nice until they have Inner Focus Dragonite. True. True. But then the inner focus dragonite dies to my secret tech ice fang. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good point. Because you know then right away that it's going mm -hmm. to be weak. And because of the fact that their own Shen Pao is on the field, 
they are feeling the effects of its reduced defense stat from Sword of Ruin. Moving on to the next one, we have another sort of Palafin balance Ting Lu team with Arcanine, Palafin, Ting Lu, and then Brute Bonnet, Glamora, and Fluttermane. Popping into this team, we have Choice Specs Fluttermane. It has Hex, which is a very cool synergy with Glamora that has Power Gem, Venoshock, Mortal Spin, Spiky Shield, and Corrosion as its ability. Yes, Toxic Debris is not its only ability. So with Corrosion, you're able to poison those Steel and Poison types with any sort of attacking move that you're doing. Now, one thing of note is Mortal Spin deals damage first and then poisons second, which means that you are still going to be or steel types are still going to be immune to mortal spin, so you can't damage them. But this is really ultimately for Poison Terra, which is happening a lot on Wo Qian and Ting Lu, and then also for things like Amoongus that are obviously just naturally poison types, so you can poison them and then hit them with Venoshock, which deals critical damage or does a critical hit 100% of the time if the target is poisoned. AV Tinglu again, also with Fisher, Safety Goggles Arcanine, Mystic Water Palafin, and then Brew Bonnet for a little bit more damage instead of Amoongus with Terra Type Fire, which is pretty cool. Sea Bomb, Crunch, Pollen Puff, and Spore. So it really is just like a, a stronger hitting Amoongus option. It's also a pretty cool team. I like it. Yeah. This reminds me of when Tony asked us if hex flutter main was good <laughs> and we all shut him down and we all laughed and it was a good time <laughs> the trick is if you shut tony down with telling him his idea is not good you're right like 95 percent of the time but he won't be right that five percent of the time because he's willing to go out on a limb and try this stuff yeah i just think it's really neat because you have you know multiple ways on this team to set status conditions it's yeah. not just more you've also got the the upgraded amoongus uh in brute bonnet with Spore, and then you've got the Will-O-Wisp and Arcanine. Correct. And chances are you're going to get status, and when you do, you know, you're going to get hexed. Mm-hmm. That's and cool. the And the benefit of having it on a Choice Specs Fluttermane is like, what, 75% of the time, likely, you're clicking Moonblast, Shadow Ball, or Dazzling Gleam. So that fourth slot is always up for some sort of variable anyways, whether it's Power Gem, or Thunderbolt, or Energy Ball. So it could be Hex, you know? Because then you get even more base power than you would on Shadow Ball. So if it is situational, but then you build a team around it that does have as much status on it as this does, may as well try it. Mm -hmm. It's cool. I always am like, oh, there's too many different statuses on this team. I got to switch something up, but this guy's banking on it. Mm Mm-hmm. This next team we have here is very unique. It is a snow team with Iron Bundle and Obama Snow. So obviously the Iron Bundle has Blizzard with Terra Type Ice, which is just a ton of damage. Freeze Dry and Icy Wind, and then Obama Snow to actually set the snow with Aurora Veil, Blizzard, Giga Drain, and Protect. And we have Choice Specs Fluttermane. We have 
Tailwind on Corviknight with Terra type Fire, which is cool. We have the Wiki Berry on Chi Yu, so you know it's very bulky. Protect Heat Wave, Dark Pulse, and Nasty Plot. And then a very fun addition as the sixth is Slitherwing with Assault Vest, Terra type Fire, Flame Charge, First Impression, Close Combat, and Leech Seed. So it seems like a, a very cool team with a bunch of different modes of what you can potentially do. Not as much initial speed it seems i mean i guess you do have booster energy on bundle and then you have like a mid-game sort of tailwind on corviknight but i guess with chiyu and fluttermane is sort of you know that could be something there and then first impression so i don't know maybe there's enough speed on it to to be good and of course you do have maybe a couple trick room options in corviknight and obama snow or something like that because it is focus sash on obama snow as opposed to light clay like you might see on a screen setter like grim snarl or Clef key. But this is a neat scene. This is definitely one of those where you face it and you're just like, I don't have anything for double blizzard from an iron bundle in the bomb of snow, you know? Yeah, it is cool. I also want to shout out the creator winter night. They posted about their team and their experience in our tournament on YouTube. So go check them out. Oh, that is cool. Did they, was there anything of note that was a takeaway from them? Uh, I'll have to watch it and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> We all will. We all will. We all will. Will. <laughs> Spicer, Tyler, anything else jump out to you about this scene? I mean, yeah, Slitherwing. It's finally seeing use. And I, I don't think this is going to be the only time we're going to see it in this uh, you know, particular regulation. Um, with the introduction of four insanely powerful dark types, uh, Slitherwing does super effective damage into three of them um and like it doesn't really it's not really bothered by them at all um the terra fire is really nice um i think terra steel or terra flying are also some possibilities um just cool, fun fact for you all uh did you know that slitherwing gets will-o-wisp uh, that makes sense i guess i didn't know they like wanted this thing to be a fire type so bad they gave it i think it blitz, is every flame time. charge will-o-wisp I mean, I guess it is yeah. like kind of a Volcarona, so it, it does make sense. It's and it just so happens that fire is a really good terra type for it. Yeah. Yep. Because it also that, works with the sun in Protosynthesis. True. It's, and it's got that flame charge, which I know you love to see, Jake. Oh, yeah. I like flame I charge. I don't know why. Every time Slitherwing comes up, you're like, what about flame charge on it? That'd because be cool. I got rolled by it one time, and it's and it just lives in my mind rent-free. It makes sense. Look, it's top four. It's wild yeah. charge too. What is what? it? Set? Yeah, that's that's just wild, man. Oh yeah, I saw somebody running an electric one. That's cool. That makes sense too, because it's like you're not going to click, you're not going to bring ground damage into a bug type. And what you are going to bring is flying. Yep. Yep. And I also want to say I'm running this exact same Corviknight, so I feel like it's a small win for myself. There you go. Same. It's yeah. a great Corviknight. It is. Yeah. It's it's solid. Tailwind, well, we, Brave Bird, Bulk Up, and Roost with Mirror Armor. So this is this is a question that I have that I think might be benefit somebody out there. With Mirror Armor, right? An Arcanine switches in. It's and it's obviously it's a VGC match. An Arcanine switches in and intimidates the Corviknight and its partner. The partner is intimidated, but the Corviknight is not, correct? Correct. 
Correct. And, and that intimidate is- only goes back to the Arcanine. It's not like Corviknight is bouncing back the intimidate on both Mons. Correct. Right. Correct. Okay. Okay. Cool. So it's just like I'm sending this back to you. Also important to note that Mirror Armor is great for like sending any stat drop back to the opposing Pokemon. So like Icy Wind or Moonblast dropping special attack or something like that can mm-hmm. can be really change the the tide of a match. I had a ladder match today on Showdown where they switched into Corviknight and I Moonblasted it and I was just praying that I didn't accidentally drop special attack because then it would affect my Fluttermane. So that's a really cool ability. I like it. Don't make the mistake of putting Covert Cloak on your Corviknight. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But those flinches. (laughs) I mean, you would want it for the uh, soft cure stuff, but yeah, not worth it here, I don't think. Yeah. So I do want to talk about this next one. It is our first Dozo on the list, coming in at number five from Reboot Pudge, which I like that name. Um, we have Don Dozo, unaware, of course, Leftovers, Grass Terra, Order Up, Earthquake, Terra Blast, Tatsugiri, obviously. This one is the Choice Scarf variety with Terra Type Water, Muddy Water, Draco Meteor, Icy Wind, and Sleep Talk. I always like that. Safety Goggles, Talonflame, which is something we've talked about in the Charlotte Championship team. Tailwind, Brave Bird, Will-O-Wisp, Protect, AV Glamora, with your standard stuff, Sludge Bomb, Power Gem, Earth Power, Mortal Mortal Spin, Booster, Bundle, with three attacks, Protect, and Focus Sash, Great Tusk, with Terra-type Ground. This one does have Earthquake, because of Talonflame synergy there. So this is a really cool team. If you thought Dondoza was going away in Regulation C, you were very wrong. It has a lot of support with it, and Glamora popping up in popularity just really helps it because as Dondozo protects and gets leftover recovery, your, your Pokemon are just slowly getting whittled away with that poison damage on the field from those toxic spikes so I think for reg c we're gonna see more of the terra grass dondozo over the terra steel because people I are agree. dropping their clear smogs they don't care anymore and they need that grass terra for the wochans yep wochan specifically it just it does so well against dondozo because like it doesn't because you can't hit it it's almost like you would have to go like like it has earthquake which is great for Terra Wochian when it goes Terra Poison. But if it doesn't do that, then you're relying on non stab order up. But that's not really necessarily doing enough damage over time because it can just protect Leech Seed enough to sort of whittle you down. So it's it's tough. Doesn't yeah. have much for grass types though. It looks like you can wall this kind of Gondozo with a grass type. But yeah. they have three mons that are good for grass. True. And Great Tusk is also important to note because you wouldn't necessarily think that it would be good versus Wochian because it's grass type, but it is more specifically dark type. So it's like close combat is great. And sure, they can just tear a poison and then it res- and you get resisted. But then you also have the ground stab in Headlong Rush or Earthquake. So Great Tusk could potentially be a great Wochian counter. It's just unfortunate that you're hitting on the physical side and Wochian reduces the physical attack stat of the Pokemon. So it's like you have to be doing a lot of damage for it to be 
of any real significance of the HP that you are taking away before it protect leech seed and then like recovers a ton of it. This is basically a reg B team that just yeah, I was gonna say. Reg C. Yeah, no kind of. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Actually, looking at the rest of the list, I see one team, Jackson C, coming in 10th, who did not use a Ruin Mon. And that is it of the top 16. So it definitely seems like the Ruin Mons were out in full force. But as we've said in the past, you do not need a Ruin Mod necessarily to be good in Regulation C. But again, that was that was our our tour. So if you are interested in joining the next one, um, I don't have a specific date of when that next one will be, but definitely come join our Discord at VGC Trainer School. I of course will put the link in the show notes. Come join, check it out. We always have tournaments running. AOX is doing a great job. Or AOX? Oh, I should figure that out. Um, <laughs> he's doing a great job with getting our our brand and our name out there as a community that's really exploding with the on the tournament scene yeah he's the the best tournament uh organizer we could ask for agreed so moving from one tournament online that ultimately doesn't necessarily mean much to one that does mean a great deal switching over to fort wayne we're going to do some quick over unders for the fort wayne regional and how it will all shake out so this first one, I'm going to go to you, Will. Which Ruin Mon will be on the winning team? I'm going with Chiyu. I think that's going to be everywhere. I mean, Fluttermane was already everywhere, and this thing only just makes Flutter that more oppressive. Okay. Tyler? Yeah, I'm going Chiyu as well. I have, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm partial to the goldfish. Okay. Spicer? We're going to have a lot of Chiyus in top eight, right? Mm-hmm. But it's going to surprise everyone when Ting Lu comes out on top. That is who I'm going with as well, because the core of Palafin Balance has to have that Ting Lu, and I think that that is probably what's going to be the winning team, because, yeah, I think that Chiyu Fluttermane will be everywhere, and Ting Lu has to come to stop it. So... Instead of just the being on the winning team, this next one here, which Ruin Mon will be the most used on day one? We'll go with you first, Tyler. Mm. Chi you again or something else? I, I think for day one, I'll I'll say Chi and Pao. I think people are going to like the Chi and Pao Dragonite combination and see what they can do with it. Okay. Spice? I'm going to have to agree with them. I think that Chi and Pao is really popular and just kind of looks like it makes sense on paper. Yep. I'm going Chien Pao as well. It's just, it, you know, it pairs so well with, with Dragonite. And there's so much physical damage in the meta right now that it's just, it's great. It's a, I mean, it's, it speed ties with Fluttermane and it's so strong and it's a great, you know, focus sash user and it's just nice. And it's also good against itself because it gets Sacred Sword, which is cool. Will? I'm going to look uh, to pick up some ground on you guys here and go cheat you. To you again. All right. All right. I mean, if you picked anything besides those two, you'd been insane. <laughs> yeah, I definitely can't argue with the GM power pick. I will not be surprised if that wins. I'll just be a little contrarian here. But That's only a fair. little. That's fair. Um, okay. So here's our first true over under. Uh, we're going to go to use first Spicer. The number of teams 
without a ruined Pokemon in the top eight over under 1.5. Do you think there's going to be one or more? Under, I think it's a zero or a one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go under as well. I think, I think there's going to be one. I think that there's going to be one team because we, we've seen, we've seen in uh, like the largest one that had 173 participants. I think there were, there were two in the top eight. So it is, it is feasible. Um, Will? Um, I'm going to go under also, but I think that's a really good over under number because it's one or two for me. I think that someone will surprise you because at some point it's going to come down to comfort too. Somebody's going to really know their rugby team and be able to really pilot it well while people are kind of messing around in a new format. Yeah. Okay. I agree. And Tyler? Uh, I know it's going to be really shocking everybody, but I'm also going to go under here. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just, just overhearing conversations that I probably shouldn't have at Charlotte. You know, I, I kind of picked up on a couple things. It sounds like, you know, while you mentioned that, you know, you've got certain individuals that are super comfortable with their teams. They don't really want to change them. Um, some of those ruinous mons are kind of just interchangeable and can just fit really well on certain right. teams. So it's, it's going to be tough. I'm, I'm going to go under with this one. Okay. So next is going back to the Paradox Pokemon. Which one will be the most used on day one of the tournament? So I'll start this off. I'm going to actually say, I mean, Fluttermane does make the most sense, but I'm going to be a little different. I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say Great Tusk because I think that there's going to be so much Chi, uh, rather uh, Chen Pao. And I think that Talon Tusk is just going to be, people are just going to really rely on that. And I think that's going to be the number one. Will? Uh, Great Tusk is a good call, but this is the free space. I'm going Fluttermane. <laughs> Fair enough. Tyler? I really don't want to go Fluttermane, but just judging from the numbers of the past few tournaments, I'm I'm going to yeah. stick with Flutter. Yeah. Spicer? Gucci Mane. Okay. We'll see if that bites me in the butt. Probably will. <laughs> oh well. Uh okay. The last or uh we have two more here. Uh number of weather setters in the top eight. Essentially, do people check out, hey, you know, bundle and snow is pretty cool, or you know, T-Tar is pretty good anti-meta, or do we you know bring sun over under 1.5? Will I think over, I think T-Tar is going to be pretty good this meta. And so I I think one of them will get in and then probably a Torkoal also. Okay. Tyler? Mm. Will, you make some interesting points. I'm going to go under. And I will say specifically that I think it'll be either Torkoal or Tyranitar, but not both. Okay. Spicer? I'm going to say... It's mm, uh, a tough call. I'm going to say... Two, two Torkoals. Okay, over. so you're going over. I, I'm gonna go. I'm going under. I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't feel good about it. But I think. I think it is gonna be under. I. I think it's gonna be one Sun team. That's gonna get in there because I think that they're just by, by purely by volume. I think there's gonna be a lot of. There's gonna be a lot of Sun in that regard, but something that we have been looking at. I mean, T Tower plus Ting Lu with an assault vest in sand. Whew. Things just not taking any damage from special attacks. And last one. This is sort of like a pick em, essentially. Will there be more Palafin or Dragonite in the top eight? We'll go with Tyler 
to close us out. This one's fun. I'm going to go Dragonite. Okay. Spicer? I'm going to have to say Palvin. I think it's pretty popular with the Chin Pals out there. Right, because those, those are the two pairs, you know? That's what you pair with Chin Pao, is Palafin or Dragonite. I'm going to go Palafin as well, because I think that Palafin balance is pretty popular as well. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily need Chin Pao. Will? Yeah, they're, they're interchangeable yeah. with Chen Pao, but I think Dragonites can make it without Chen Pao. Or, well, Palafins, I mean, make right. it without Chen Pao more right. often. Right. And Will, close us out. It is really close. I'm cheating a little bit and looking at our tournament's usage, and there were 27 Palafins, 26 Dragonites. Ooh. Top card, it was oh. 7 Palafin and 5 Dragonites, so this is really close. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with you and say it's a balanced thing and go Palafin. Okay. All right. So I'll definitely be posting these in the Discord, so we encourage everyone to vote as well. I'm excited for Fort Wayne. It's going to certainly be the Wild West. It always is on that first tournament of a regulation uh, similar to Orlando. The difference here is we won't even have a ladder that's live on cart until the tournament has already started. So we'll see how this all plays out. I'm certainly very excited to watch it and uh, see how it shakes out. Thank you guys all very much for coming on. I do truly, truly appreciate it. But we are going to wrap the pod here. So uh, we'll say our goodbyes. Start with you, Spicer. Stay classy, trainer school. Will? Thanks again for having me. And good luck to everyone in the regionals this weekend. Tyler? Thank you very much for having me. It's been a blast. Appreciate you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We do truly appreciate it. Hope you had a great time. Class dismissed.